report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom. How you doing, everybody? And William. Hello. Today, we're going to be discussing the Disney XD Star Wars Rebels preview, which aired a couple of weeks ago, as well as a couple of nice announcements that we got as well. So, Tom, you want to take the first uh, big announcement we got? Yeah, if you want to consider this a really big announcement, um, Bob Iger recently at the Walt Disney Company quarterly report said that I guess there is going to be some Star Wars stuff coming into the parks. Now, the big thing is really? he never. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, <laughs> okay. I would never have guessed. At least it's at you least know, he he's actually guessed. saying it. I know. It finally came out. Instead of when I was at D23 last year, he sat there and said, well, if you were hoping for any kind of news, I'm sorry. But at least there's a lightsaber in the audience. Um, But the thing is, he never said what park, as it is, what ride, what this, what that. I mean, the only thing is there's something that's going to be announced next year, which makes sense because you have the film coming. There's three opportunities he could make the announcements. There is, as everybody knows, that we will be there, Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, which makes sense in April. Then you've got D23 Convention, the the Disney, Disney, whatever it is, D23 Convention in Anaheim in August. And I would think a long shot, and I would say this is a big long shot, a Star Wars weekend announcement. But like I said, that's that's a long shot. So, gentlemen, what do you think? Yeah, I put my money on Celebration Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim, you know home of Disneyland. We're right there. It's going to be one of the first really big events since Disney's taken over. Uh, we'll be yeah. somewhere close to the episode episode seven release. Uh, yep. At least I believe so, depending on if the dates change and things like that. But yeah, that w- I think that would be my bet. I think they'll, they'll probably tease something, maybe give us a sense of like what sort of attractions we'll get at the park. And maybe we'll see like, Hey, it's the Darth Vader spinning Darth Vader helmet ride or <laughs> I don't know, something like that. And then I imagine it like something like D23 will get the big announcement. Like, here, here are some of the bigger plans we've got. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it would be cool, and this is never going to happen, but it'd be cool if they were like, you know, somehow worked on it under wraps for a while. They were like, guess what? Here's the announcement, and you can go try it today at Celebration Anaheim. But there's no oh, way that's going to yeah. happen. No, no way no. it no. will possibly happen. But I could see maybe yeah, the I, announcement being at Celebration Anaheim and then details at D23 and maybe even Star Wars Weekends. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to it, Stephen, you might be right. Because when I remember when I did the D23 convention uh, last year, Imagineering had their own little area. And everybody was doing the whole thing about, hey, there's crates there. And all you see this break out of R2-D2. Right. That's where I think they would have something by way of, hey, this is all the visual development art we had for it. This could it could be a ride vehicle doubt it honestly but you know something like that for the d23 convention but celebration makes sense to announce something yeah i mean that's kind of my i mean i so i've never been to d23 i'm not as sure of like what the uh environment is but i see celebration is kind of i mean it's, it's a celebration of star wars something like uh detailing what the parks will look at look like those are probably less likely i think um i think they'll strike more for thematics or you know the big attraction 
with I would imagine D23 being one of the like, let's get into some of the more details. Let's look at the concept art and things like that. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is when are these rides actually going to be available, you know, mm-hmm. uh, these attractions? Um, is it going to be at the same time as episode seven? Uh, is it going to be after the fact? How many years will it take to build them? Uh, there's those kind of details, too, where they might not be ready to give details. Yeah, I mean, so, Tom, I know you're a little more plugged into the whole Disney thing than we are. Like, so in the past, once Disney just announced that they're, you know, building a ride, what's the sort of time frame we're looking at? From, or, I mean, is from, there a specific time frame or is it just, you know, when it's done? I, I think I think the, the hardest thing watching from what I have seen from the outside, I mean, I everybody knows I sit there and I read a bunch of Disney fan sites out there because I am a big Disney geek. And it depends on where they're going to put the rides. The only thing I can say is that where is they going to put something big? I mean, the logic would be Disney MGM Studios back in Florida. Okay, I'm using the old name. It's because it's Disney Studio, but I, I'm yeah, the old fart thinking Disney MGM. Yeah, I know. I, I've, known th- I've known it that way for years. That just shows how big of a Disney geek I am, and I go old school more than new school. So anyway, but you look at there, that actually makes more sense to have a ride because where, and I've been to Disney World an awful lot, Where and you guys have been there. Uh, no, Steven, no. Yeah. yeah, you're at Star Wars Weekends, right? I have, yeah, no, I went. We were on the last, last ride to Endor. There was the last oh, ride to right. Endor, and there was... Many, many years ago, post-Episode 1 release, Star Wars Weekend, right. Carrie Fisher bailed, and I went into this horrible little uh, <laughs> Jedi game where we raised flags to see who had better Star Wars trivia, and the guy who beat me cheated. But I'm oh. not bitter. Okay, you don't sound bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would think, I would think as, as you guys, if you remember all the way that far back... There's all that property right there behind uh, Star Tours that they could easily try and do something built around that. There is, I, I think, I think it's still there. The lights, camera, motor, action thing. There's still the um, the backstage tour. And I think recently on one of the Disney websites, I did see fan websites. They're shutting down a museum back there. I can't remember off his, but the, there's like some kind of Hollywood museum that's in the back. So if you look at the tea leaves speculation i would think the major thing if they announce anything would probably be florida because that's where they have the land the hardest thing would be is if they try and shoehorn something into disneyland uh because there's already stuff established timeline for building something there would have to be an announcement and then it will get done when disney gets it done plain and simple. <laughs> yeah yeah yep well i don't know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they announce whenever they announce it yeah um yeah it's, you know it's the star wars way that it's you know, hey guys, episode seven's coming, but you'll get it when you get it. <laughs> and there, and along yes. the, along those lines, there were a whole bunch of rumors lately, but no, no real official details uh, recently, aside from like some little no. uh, sneak previews that they've been giving us of like you know a, a hand or an X-wing or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so anyway, well, I, I, I am trying to stay away as as far away as possible from any kind of rumors. Yeah. I want to know actual news that's coming out. I, I know that Latino Review threw something out there recently. I know that supposedly there are floating around pictures of an actual new Stormtrooper helmet. If that's the case, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> and, and if it is, please, I want one. Um, so I, I, I like that, but I don't want to know any particulars of what's going to be in the film. It's nice to know that 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 Harrison Ford is now going to be uh, filming again. Yay. Um, but I don't, 
I don't believe the thing about Luke Skywalker's hand falling from space and sitting there like the hand from, dare I say, space ball sticking out of the ground from the old maid. Uh, the Yes, the vacuum cleaner maid. I don't <laughs> see that in the new movie. No, but see, the, the biggest problem... I'm just going to go off the deep end here. And, and we should probably go say, ahead. I just know, did. This, uh, I just, just did. Record, if you're worried about balls. episode seven spoilers, just skip ahead a couple seconds, I guess, because yeah, well, no, this even, is, this even, isn't spoilers. We, 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 they're rumors. They're not even spoilers, but just in case spoilers, yeah, everything is, rumors everything could is be rumor a spoiler. So just, this, FYI. This, I, guess I guess we're going to this territory. We weren't really planning on it. No, okay. I wasn't going to, but I, I've been wanting ever since I saw that stupid hand rumor, I've been wanting to say the reason we can't have that happen is if Luke's hand is not, Fat, like is not recovered by Palpatine, then the entire Jedi Prince set of novels doesn't exist. That great series, which consists of random Jedi cities underneath the temples in Yavin 4, and the Jedi Prince, who's like a Jedi royalty, and the actual first wedding of Han and Leia, which is randomly interrupted, and then they break up after because it did they never finished. It was... <laughs> I don't know if you don't want the rest of that series... It's it's one of the few Star Warsers that I think was declared non-canon like years and years ago because it is I like the entire like there's this huge plot which resolves revolves around the fact that like Palpatine's prophets recovered Luke's hand and I don't even know but it's it is beyond stupid. Episode see, seven title this? Star Wars Episode Seven: The Glove of Luke Skywalker. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 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 going to say if it's a hand in sand, it's been done before in space balls. Trust me, it worked then. It won't work now. But how great would it be? J.J. Abrams has the first big press conference, the unveiling of the trailer, unveiling of the trailer at Celebration Seven, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. seven. And he just starts off. So I'm gonna let the trailer speak for itself. I just want you all to know, we drew a lot of inspiration from space balls. <laughs> yeah, as long. You gotta hand it to him. It's a bold move. Okay, it's a great move. Excuse but me, as William, I, I would believe no. you, I, my, I'm not. I, you know, notice that I went right over it. <laughs> I believe, Steve, it's probably the better I believe you, Stephen. Only if Mel Brooks and Harvey Corman. No, it wasn't Harvey Corman. I mean, it wasn't Mel Brooks. Only if. Um, um, oh God. Uh, yes, it is Mel Brooks. Comes yeah. out of the nose of the statue. Okay, that's the only way I would believe you. So, um, I guess back on topic. You mean space yes, balls and no, the I Jedi Prince aren't on topic? Other crazy things. But it's canon. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. That's hilarious. So, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle uh, since the last time we recorded. Where, a little uh, bit of the sound of it? Yeah, where uh, so Leland Chi tweeted what uh, people assumed was the new canon timeline, where it did not start at, you know, uh, zero uh, being uh, a new hope. And instead, it was zero was the Phantom Menace with, you know, uh, the, the dates going after that. As it turns out, that is not the new canon timeline. We don't have to get all worked up about it. Thank you. Uh, yes. But he, he was just basically post-tweeting that to kind of confirm how many date, uh, you know, how many years apart the films are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, 10 years uh, from Phantom Menace to Attack of Clones. We knew that. Another, uh, you know, uh, three-year period for the Clone Wars. Uh, and then, of course, Revenge of the Sith. Then there's a 14-year uh, a break, uh, and then Rebels starts uh, five years before A New Hope, three years between A New Hope and Empire, and a year between Empire and Jedi. 
nothing too surprising in there, but it's nice to know exactly when Rebel starts. It's five years before mm-hmm. um, A New Hope. And uh, I believe, if memory serves, uh, A New Dawn, the book that sets up Rebels, uh, is set, I want to say, seven years before Rebels. Oh, is it that far? I, I believe. I thought it was nine years. Oh, it is. So, they, so they've so they been in operation for seven years if they're looking at Rebels I, starting. I'm pretty sure it was seven years. Seventh year. I'm pretty sure it was seven okay. years. I could be wrong. I don't know how I actually have it in front of me. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm very glad that that's not any sort of new official canon timeline as someone who grew up with the Battle of Yavin uh, before Battle of Yavin after Battle of Yavin syntax. It's not right. perfect, but it gives it at least gives us this nice idea that like the, a new hope. First of all, it's the first movie. So please, mm-hmm. let's make that. Let's recognize that and start the timeline there. But it also works really well that you can kind of imagine that the rebellion in one of those moments where they're like, hey, actually, I should say this is like New Republic era you know, bureaucracy where they're like, guys, we need to read, like change the timeline. Like mm-hmm. doesn't work to do what we were doing before. Let's make it like, I don't know. When did the rebellion become serious? Oh, I don't know. When we blew up the Death Star. So I'm glad that they're keeping that around. Like, I remember when that got announced, I was all prepared for this big speech on the podcast about how terrible the new t- timeline is. And then they just took all the wind out of my sails. Cause it's not actually the new timeline. <laughs> Although I will say it does seem kind of ridiculous that, you know, in, uh, the Phantom Menace, or Revenge of the Sith, any time during the prequels, they're counting, you know, towards some unknown date in the future where something big will happen, and they have no idea. I know in canon, technically they're in a different timeline, but still. Right. No, in universe, it makes universe, zero yeah. sense. But that's okay. Well, sorry, zero sense before episode four. The New Republic's like, guys, the Force tells me something big will happen in like 14 years. And so we're going to make that the new timeline. Tell everyone. <laughs> Actually, and I take that back. So I want to say I believe Rebels is going to deal with this slightly. But I like this idea that there's a... No, I know it does. So Rebels takes place on the planet of Lothal, which has its own, you know, year scaling and stuff like that. Mm. Like, it, you know, Rebels takes place in uh, uh, five years before the Battle of Yavin by our reckoning and by post-reckoning of the you know, timeline. In, but, like, Rebels is, can also say, like, hey, it took place in year, like, 201 in, like, the year of Lothal or whatever the system is. And I really think mm-hmm. that's probably the most realistic. You know, timelines are going to be different for different planets. And you just figure there's kind of the galactic standard timeline, which everyone's like, damn it, I hate the galactic standard timeline. But we have to convert <laughs> everything into it for record keeping. But it's actually, and it's actually uh-huh. kind of nice, too, because if, if a lot of times authors sometimes use um, local calendars for uh, internal dates in a book, um... Then I know we're getting really geeky here. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I find this sudden, very fascinating. Then all of a sudden, you know, you get rid of a lot of the um, the timeline issues where someone said, "Oh, but this this author said it happened exactly five years before this event," and you know, then Leland Chi and this Holocron, you know, the uh, story group and everything, everybody can say, "Actually, this is the exact dates," and just set the story like here on the map, and then internally, there's less of that confusion possibly. So I agree, but, but you're you're saying we weren't geeky before. We only got geeky when we started talking about timelines, not when we were discussing hyperspace travel or ships or any other. The fact that we've done a Star Wars podcast. Speaking of timelines, though. Sorry, Tom, go ahead. Looks like you want to say something. No, I I was going to say, I think think from this point forward, I think we're going to get even geekier because we can basically right now say that this is the timeline that we need to deal with. All the stuff that came before is now legend. So we don't have to worry about that timeline anymore. No, I would. No, yes. Yes and no. I mean, there's aspects that are still canon or will be brought into canon 
you know, it's, we'll deal with yeah. them. Okay. Come. Right. But, <laughs> but anyway, that, that's true. I, I agree will say you. open. We will deal with a, a new dawn. Um, uh, when you open it up, if you want, I mean, so you know, Steven, Steven's going to grab my copy of a new dawn real quick. Um, you'll notice something strange when you look to the beginning pages of the book. So, oh, I heard this. I heard about this. And I was going to mention this in my review too, which will hopefully be up shortly. And we'll yeah, be talking see. about this on the, show, on the podcast. Now on we on, I was about to say on now on we talk clones. That's not right anymore. Now on I no. podcast, a live a podcast of Rebel. It was the best of times. It was the worst. Whatever. <laughs> Rebel Dawn, New Dawn. What am I looking forward? There's the, the the title. There's like a acknowledgments, and it goes Hello. straight into yeah, the book. Uh, You'll uh, notice there's no timeline. No timeline. It's the first Star Wars book that I can remember that does not have a timeline of all the Star Wars books in the front, which and it makes absolutely sense. true. Well, but it's still a little weird. If you go back far well, enough, the, yes. I have original copies of the Thrawn trilogy that have no timeline. Yes, but in recent memory, there are like and books, and it makes sense that they're only doing you know, I the I, that actually know. doesn't bother me. Even if they they still didn't have the Legends canon, it was sure. more just that. That timeline, I remember when they first debuted it in some of the like I think it was the X Wing novels. I could yeah. be wrong. Maybe a little bit later. Um, it was an unwieldy timeline. Oh, yeah. The first version of it was a full page. Then they moved it to like two pages and it was okay. And now it's a like it's a, over two pages. They're at the point where they're just like, uh, well, Thrawn right. is important, but we don't have space. We're cutting it off. Yeah. So I don't mind that they're cutting that out. Yeah. So anyway. But it actually makes sense because they're starting a brand new timeline. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that the that, and you have to look at it this way from the oh please don't. Uh, I'll be getting mine soon. Thank you very much for right in my face. Anyway, so yeah, thank you. For those um, of you listening, uh, we're just flipping through the beginning of a new dawn uh, on camera for Tom. And yeah, he's riveting. showing me the book. So, oh, it's very nice. Uh, very good, co- very good cover on the uh, artwork on that cover. Um, but if you do take a look at this way, when the Thrawn trilogies did come out, did you really get the opinion that they thought there were going to be that big of a hit to where there would be an actual expanding universe blowing out of that? That would make sense to actually have no timeline in those books. Actually, so I'm going to... Does anyone mind if I diverge into a quick story, which I think our listeners will appreciate, but is definitely not relevant I think, to go any... ahead. Okay. I, I think... So I, I really started my new job. We had our new employee orientation, you know, 50 people there. Um, and so I, we got seated into groups of tables and one of the guys across the table, we were talking, just chatting during in between something. He's just like, you know, does anyone else here like really love star Wars or sorry? He said something like, I really love star Wars. And I looked at him like, okay, first of all, when you say you love star Wars, do you love star Wars or do you love star Wars? He's like, well, I mean, I really like the movies and you know, I played some of the games, but I haven't read the books or comics or anything. I'm like, okay. So you just kind of love star Wars. <laughs> and I felt really bad because I basically just schooled him and he just felt he's just like, oh, I guess I don't really like Star Wars that much. Um, but on the plus side, he also started reading the Thrawn trilogy pretty soon after that. And I was giving him advice. He's like, where do like if I wanted to start reading, like, where would I start? I'm like, well, Thrawn trilogy, Thrawn trilogy. Yep. So he kicked it all off. If you go through there, then then we're, we're going to have some fun. You're starting him on yeah. Legends. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, no. Actually, f- another fun work story. Uh, Steven and I work at the same place. Um, what? <laughs> it's a big place. <laughs> um, uh, a coworker of mine uh, walks into my office on Friday and says, by the way, I'm starting the Clone Wars this weekend, and I'm going to marathon through the entire thing or as much of it as possible without stopping. Oh, God, good luck. And he's like, where should I start? 
obviously at the beginning with the movie and then go, he's like, you know, we talked about whether he wanted to do release order or in t- chronological order and he decided to do release order. And But he's he's going to watch it barrel through as, as much of the series as he can this weekend. He's currently on... I, oh, this weekend? This like weekend. Right now. So he's already right. gone through hopefully many seasons. We'll see. Wow. Uh, and he's going to report back to me on, on Monday and he's going to tell me what he thinks of The Clone Wars. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It'll be cool. Because he's never seen Don't- The at all he said he saw maybe you know, a couple minutes of one episode a few years ago it's it's been kind of interesting and in at least in my experience people i've talked to there when you first talk to them about the clone wars or they talk about it if they haven't watched any of it they're very hesitant like really like is that even a show that i'd enjoy i thought it was like a kid show mm-hmm. and then when you talk to anyone who's actually seen the show they're like yeah it actually got really really good yeah. like you should watch yeah. this for sure it's just that it's the initial hump that people were really hesitant about Speaking, right. and I think it would be interesting, William. Why, why don't you, at one point in the future of the podcast, bring your friend on and let's discuss that as a topic? To where yeah, it's like actually, now that you've uh, gone I was, through, I was thinking that's a, that's a fantastic idea. I'll, I will see if uh, he's willing to do it. Uh, Is this Star Trek guy? How did you know? Is it really? <laughs> oh, Star Trek guy? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, that's okay. I've got a guy that sits across from me who's a big Star Trek guy. In fact, he was actually in one of the Star Trek movies. Dad, hopefully he's not listening to this. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, he's only Star Trek guy because he's worn a Star Trek uniform to work every day since the last few months. I mean, he, he's kind of slacked off on it. Oh, God. So, anyway, I, uh, I, he's even, very dedicated. Even if he does listen, and if That's he does, awesome. thank you for listening. But, yes. yeah, when you were, like, I applaud you for wearing a Star Trek uniform every day, but you lose the right to comment on things like that <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> Like, when you can talk to anyone, like, yeah, it's the Star Trek guy, and they know who you are. Yes. And, and you can, he, can be, he can be seen in uh, our my team's two music videos that we released. He's wearing a Star Trek uniform. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. We, <laughs> we need it. We, so let's, yeah, let's get kind back. Of, yeah, we, 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 of, we kind of tangent way off topic. But that's okay, because we have a shortish episode. Speaking of, yeah. um, <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of getting into a series... Um, Lucasfilm. That was a terrible segue. But you know what? It well, was close. We were just talking about watching the beginning of Clone Wars for the first time, and now we're watching speed. the beginning of Rebels See, for the first time. So you'll remember in the in the last episode, go. I gave everybody a preview, uh, a little sneak peek at uh, my my Rebels screening experience, and yes. uh, Lucasfilm actually released the first seven minutes of the episode that we saw uh, at at Comic Con um, for everybody to watch online. Uh, and so you'll notice a lot of the things that I, I ref, you know, tried to re- reference without spoiling too much in this clip. So right. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So first of all. Okay. Stephen, go first. Yeah. I was going to say. So just wanted to say, if you have not watched the preview yet, pause, well, I was going to say pause this. Don't pause it yet. Go to uh, YouTube.com slash Star Wars and look for the Star Wars Rebels extended preview. Uh, and then in parentheses, it says official. It's seven minutes and 40 seconds. It is worth your time. Um, if only because it's our first look at Star Wars Rebels. Now pause us, go watch it, and then come back. We'll wait. Okay. Are you back? Are you back? Okay. Good enough. Okay. So, so uh, first things first. <laughs> well, I, I can I can I can I throw one more thing in? Yeah. If you happen to have gone to YouTube, there's another place you can go to. You can go to Disney XD, and on top because that's where I actually watched it. Go to Disney XD, and on top, you'll see the Star Wars Rebel logo. You click on that, and if you navigate through there, you will actually find the same thing. Plus, I was so bored waiting for the podcast to start, I played a Star Wars Rebel game at the same time. 
So well, there you go. They have they have an they have an online Red Bulls game there too. It was oh, like cool. okay, you've got the ghost. Very cool. So, but going to the actual preview. Yeah. So Tom, Steven, Steven, do you want to start out with your thoughts? What are your thoughts on how the episode begins? Well, I mean, it you can see they're very clearly beginning with the classic Star Wars opening, which is, hey, look at the giant hunking triangle ship growing, dun, dun, like, dun, coming dun, in over the dun, air. Dun, um, dun, and it looks dun. like we start with one of our main characters, Ezra, as his name, mm-hmm. as I recall, um, on the Lothal Space Needle, I think. Um, that's what I'm going to call it, at least, until I have an official name. Um, for those that aren't aware, the Space Needle's a, a thing in Seattle. That's It's just like a a giant needle in space. Okay. Um, very tall. Steven, it's very tall. A great job explaining this. I'm doing so yeah, great. So, uh, so yeah, you see the Star Destroyer and yeah. Ezra's looking up at it and the most surprising thing and you'll notice I, I said reference this in my, my preview. The logo just appears. It goes dun, 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 and it's gone. Now, yeah, I don't but, know if that's final, if we're actually going to get in. But a lot of times pilots so, do something like this initially and then they'll have an actual final. I, I have to say, I actually really like the opening. So, I mean, if you just, hopefully you just watched or have watched it. But we get this nice shot where it pans up as the Star Destroyer is, uh, like, moving over the city. We get this awesome distant shot when the the logo fades in, which I'm actually okay with. You know, you get this piece of art that is, you know, con- almost like that perfect concept art image. It's very, very Macquarie-esque. Exactly. And you bring the logo in over the front, and I'm good with that. Give us a little extra music there, and I, I'd say call it a day. My one slight complaint, though, the Star Destroyers, its uh, bridge tower is a little on the tall side. <laughs> of course, of course, you would complain about that. The Star Destroyers, like, it's an amazing ship. It's a classic, and it's not that they did it poorly. It's just that they, it, it's like an earlier version, they decided I, to, to lower it later on so they could fit it, through those small openings. In space? Those parking garages <laughs> are too tall. The giant space parking garages. Yes, the Star Destroyer parking garage. <laughs> It, the, it, it scrapes the top of the, the conning tower all the time in the original models. So they had to go with a... Uh, they had to build them a little bit shorter later well, on. Well, and I understand that's why they put in the uh, the big blinking, like, truck lights on the back of the Star Destroyer. So when they're backing up out of the big space parking garage, they, you know, they don't hit anything. Exactly, exactly. You need help. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So, Tom, like, what did... Okay. How do you feel about the well, opening kind I, of seconds? I enjoyed it. I... I, I Okay, I'm gonna to get to the the overall thought of of the, the seven minutes that they showed. Please, no, I the first one I can do. It yeah, later. I mean, I okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Stephen, you you summarized the opening great. My biggest thing was is I was sitting there watching. Uh, okay, I know we're transitioning from we talk clones because we know all the clones. The kid, the new kid, who's the kid? Ezra. Ezra. Okay. Only thing that bothered me about Ezra being the big Disney geek that I am, the first thing that I saw was. One jump ahead of the bread line. It looked like something <laughs> right out of Aladdin. He is a little bit I'm sorry. That. Yes. Yeah. And that's that that and I get a little tired of hearing who is that guy? Okay, so you you'll remember that was the part I said I was like rolling my eyes when I first saw it in the theater. I'm like, really guys, right. you don't say who is that blank like twenty times in right. the first five minutes of the show. But it it doesn't exist after this clip. They never say who is that again, and all the cheesiness disappears. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, when I when this first came out, um, this might seem a little a little strange to say, but these first seven minutes are actually my least favorite of the entire episode. Like I was like, oh, 
okay, fine. In the first seven minutes. And the rest of the episode is like, wow, this is awesome. Okay, to an extent. So if you I, I enjoy the, the coming from minutes, on that, then you'll love the rest of it. Yeah, because I, 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 I thought I was I was I was blown away by the rest of the episode, and I was so so on the first seven minutes. Now, Stephen, have you seen Aladdin? Probably many times I have with my kids, always running a thing left and right, and everything else with their little. Have you seen Aladdin like twenty five million times, like I have? No, I I saw it when I was younger, and I have not seen it since. So then that that's probably why that's the first thing that did not come to your mind, and that's why I could see where that's what popped in my mind when I saw it. So that's why I was like, when I saw the first seven minutes of this, I'm like, okay, he's a street rat. He's this, he's that. And then <laughs> you get online. Well, no, and just to be no, honest, it, you get it actually online. fits really well, even with the next kind of segments with the food line and everything. Absolutely. And, and if this is, if it, if it basically goes on a different tangent after that, and, and that part is gone, then I agree with William. Then yeah, it's like the yeah. rest of the episode. I cannot wait to see. Totally, totally. So, but just just because of my experience of having kids at that time, where you you've got Aladdin on the DVD player playing all the time, and you're seeing him run through the streets and everything else, you're like, oh god, do I have to see this again? I've seen this when my kids were kids all the time. So yeah, but, so I, yeah, exactly. You're you're completely right. Yeah. Um, and I think um, it, it the tone of the episode also seems to change drastically after these first seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, which which is interesting, you know. In the first seven minutes, you see, um, you know, the the empire is unlawful and they're kind of harassing um, people on the planet. Uh, right. And then we get introduced to Ezra, who who we think saves, you know, this this the shopkeeper basically, and ends up stealing from himself. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and then they go on this big chase where he wants the stuff that the the rest of the uh, of the crew, uh, uh, the heroes want to want to take for themselves. He, he, he tries to steal it, um, and they go on this big chase. And mm-hmm. um, and that, that's that's basically the gist of the episode, and, and my, or the, the first seven minutes. And my complaints were really with the who is that, you know. And right. then the the fact that the, um, the, 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 the road kind of leads into the middle of nowhere and is very sparse. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit strange. It was almost like this huge freeway. I mean, that, that's like... In the middle like of nowhere, your... it just ends. Right. Mm. But it, other than that, I, I loved it. It actually reminds me a lot of some of the first episodes of The Clone Wars. Uh, the animation, it's not that it's unfinished to me. It's more that right. it's, it's a little on... The, we knew it was going to be more flowy than The Clone Wars was, but it's almost a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, things kind of just kind of sway back and forth. There's no not as much of a hard end, necessarily, or a hard movement. Um, and so that was right. kind of my first... My, not even a complaint. It was kind of something I, I hope they improve. And then, well, you know, we, as you, we as saw you with, said, the dialogue. And the only thing to remember is, we saw with the Clone Wars, it got better. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I fully expect these to improve. Everything and, got better. Right. And like William mentioned, the dialogue uh, kind of, it went from being like, okay, that's fine. You know, I didn't notice that it was bad to, oh, wow. Did they really, like, that? that that's a horrible line. It's, you know, the equivalent of Ahsoka's, like, rolling death balls uh, right. exclamations in the original movie. All sorts of things that I think will will be ironed out within the first season as they you know produce full episodes and start getting fan feedback and seeing like hey this is working or hey this isn't exactly mm-hmm. and the other thing to keep in mind is that at least when they screened this uh, for us at Comic Con uh, they said there was a number of things that were not done yet uh, we probably right. wouldn't notice them but they did uh, and it could be little things like little animation tweaks or lighting or like uh, and it's it's been a while since my graphics class so hopefully I don't mess this up but um, 
like there's one shot where you know Ezra's looking down at the the stormtroopers below with the speeder bikes and everything, and his hair is super shiny. Uh, it's about two and thirty three seconds into the clip, super shiny. The specular lighting, I believe it's specular lighting. Uh, it's been but it's been a while. Uh, on it is probably too much. It makes his hair almost look plasticky in some ways, like it's mm. reflecting too much. And I think that kind of stuff will go away. Same thing, like, even the stormtrooper armor seemed too shiny. I know it's still in the early days of the Empire. But it was almost like mm. too bright, too reflective. And I think those kind of stuff, they're just going to tweak and maybe even by the time it premieres, um, all that will be cleaned up. Um, I, I will say one thing, though. It appears the Stormtroopers have never been able to improve their shots, so nothing's changed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's all a part of the plan. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I'm you, looking you, forward to seeing the rest of it. It's It's not... Like, it's not bad in any sense of the word. Like, you can see they've clearly got, you know, we get the sense of the, the team we're going to be playing with. Um, we get, a, you know, a minute, not not even a minute, since it's only seven minutes. We get, like, 10, 20 seconds with each big character. We give kind of get a sense of their attitude or what they're capable of. And it 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 looks promising. Like, it's not something mm-hmm. that I'd be ready to say, like, hey, this is going to be the next big hit show. But I, I look at this and think, like, you know what? They're, like, I'm not ready to discount it either. Yeah, and if, if you saw right. the rest... I think you'd be feel slightly different too, but no, I, I thought the the visuals are really great. It looks very much Macquarie like, and also the one thing that stuck out with me, and I'm not sure if you guys noticed this, but the music, how many yeah. pieces of John, John Williams pieces are in the, even the seven minute clip, you know, it looks he looks down and you know Kanan like notices something, right, and you hear do 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 do, you know, it's like even the little things like that. It's right. very... well, I don't know if we want to jump into that. I don't know if we want to jump into the short that they showed um, a couple weeks ago or last week. The the machine and the ghost. Yeah, yeah, because they, they're starting to show uh, those. Because, well, well, yeah. well, I I, I want to bring it up because you were talking about the John Williams music cues. When you watch that, that short, that's nothing but star, uh, John Williams music cues. Exactly. Especially when you're you're looking at the Millennium Falcon battling the Tie Fighters coming out of the original Death Star. Not yes, wait a minute. Yes, yes. That whole sequence was just totally throwback. I loved it. Yeah. Part of me wonders if it's loved almost... it. The only thing was it was two different characters. Yeah. Part of me wonders if it was almost too much. But I... still, like I, I thought it was it, it was fantastic and I loved hearing all the all the music and uh the interaction yeah. between the characters is also really, really good. You know. Uh yeah. I like their personalities and none of them, you know, um, Ezra is just trying to, you know, kind of look out for himself. Kanan, um, he, he's a nice guy who's also kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know how much just to, to really say because I also read the book and seen the rest of the episode. That's okay. But, um, don't say you know, they, they each have an interesting personality, um, and I like the way they work together, mm-hmm. both in the clip and and later on. Steven. We are uh, we're, we're also watching uh, rewatching this seven minute clip again. Uh, oh, you are. Oh, just and got to the segment of who are those guys? Who is this kid? Yeah, yeah. who? I, I was now, and now kid. they're on the road to nowhere, basically uh, in uh, in Lawful. Uh, when we're looking back at the city, it's great, but if you look forward, it's like this giant road in the middle of nothingness. They okay, have now lights very close together. They're they're very didn't, obsessed with light. Didn't the same didn't the same kind of thing happen in toward the end of the Clone Wars in the Lost seasons, the, the Lost episodes? where it was Mace Windu and Jar Jar, they were in that vehicle, it had the road, then all of a sudden that road just completely disappeared. 
Yeah, I, th- I think the same thing kind of happened. Yeah, and that's one of those things that I'm not actually surprised. That's I feel fairly common when you're dealing with animation or you know yeah. creating environments. Like you, you need an, an area to feel real enough. Hello. Like in order to make something feel real, you need to put lots of like you know for a highway, there need to be lots of cars. But animating right. a ton of cars going down a highway realistically is a lot of work. And so you end up oh, yeah. kind of striking some middle ground like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's before rush hour. So there's really not that many cars on the road right now. Yeah. And yeah. I have to say, you know, the, the, the facial expressions and the um, some, some of the animation and, you know, there's like this one part where um, Kanan and Zeb are doing hand signals at each other uh, to yep. communicate on what they want to do while, you know, while they're going, you know, hundreds of miles an hour on speeder bikes and or, um uh, you know, an- another moment where uh, where uh, Kanan's like, "Oh, I-, I give up," and like puts his hands like, you know, "Cuff me to the stormtrooper," while he's driving a speeder bike, and then throws a thermal detonator at him. You know, all this great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you get things like storm, uh, sorry, Tie Fighters. You know, and and just things like that. It's like, oh, I haven't heard that that sound in, in Star yep. Wars film or television in a while. That was, was so cool. That was one of my favorite moments is hearing the the classic Tie Fighters. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know what to say to that impression, but yeah, the classic TIE Fighter screen is just such a great sound effect. And I'd almost yeah. go as far as to say, like, we didn't really get a whole lot of those classic sound effects in the prequel movies. The closest I can think of is uh, is probably Anakin's, or sorry, Sebulba's pod race with that sort of sound. That was also a terrible impression. But it's one of those things where, like, as soon as I heard him, like, you know what, I'm getting really excited for this side of things. Yeah. Well, that, that's the one thing when it came to the, the short, the ghost, uh, the machine and the ghost, that was to hear all those sound effects again, just brought you back to the original trilogy. Exactly. And I like how they're really trying to bridge this together. Exactly. Me too. Um, so I, I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go check out, um, go watch uh, the seven minute preview, the machine and the ghost, and also the new one that they just released uh, earlier this week with... Um, uh, Sabine uh, spray painting uh, objects with some stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Some good interaction there as well. So, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm excited. Uh, Star Wars Rebels air, air premiering soonish. Still don't have an exact date. October, October, October sometime. October. Yeah. Some sometime in October we will Should see Star Wars Rebels soon. I expect so they can start as they ramp up their advertising. I, I have to imagine. Yeah. So. I would imagine. Pro- I would imagine probably by the third short they will have a date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just we'll speculation. The, the, the third short supposed short. to air tomorrow, I believe. So we'll see. Or is wait a minute? It's every a Monday, every Monday in August. So. Is that is that I what's that going on? Like honestly, this is news to me. No, I the second one is Sabine. I haven't actually seen any of the shorts yet. Oh, no one, no one told me to. Oh, uh, Disney XD. I think it follows Gravity Falls. Yeah, I've got I'll my DVR set. So yeah, go go check it out. Anyway, so, I think that about wraps it up for this. I, I think. And it was supposed to be a short show. Look how long it went. Yeah, definitely. So great talk. <laughs> this is what happens when we diverge on random topics about coworkers not knowing Star Wars. <laughs> but or but no, it worked out. Or, it, yeah, yeah, it was it was still it was still talking Star Wars. Exactly. A little bit of Star Trek on him, but still Star Wars. All that kind of good stuff. So. so close enough. Yeah. So okay. thanks for listening, guys, uh, and we will be back soon with we'll another back. episode. Uh, yes. Possibly a review of uh, a new dawn. Or the sampler, perhaps. The sampler. We that we'll, we'll see. Yeah, still the sampler. Still working through that one. So anyway, thanks, guys. I'm slow. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.
Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or their respective trademark or copyrights. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2014.